Yeah. Travels with Charlie is paid for by Jolly Convenience Stores, Mill Travel American Express, and Casella Waste. The views and opinions expressed in Travels with Charlie do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the Radio Vermont Group. We welcome listener feedback. Email your comments to wdev at radiovermont.com. Well, it's all about all the folks you meet. Sitting in a diner or out in the street. Catch up with the news. Get your point of view. I want to hear what unravels. I'll see you in my travels. And I'll be hanging right. And welcome to another episode of Travels with Charlie. Your host, Charlie Papillo. Thanks for joining me here this afternoon on WDEV. And as always, thanks to uh, the sponsors of Travels with Charlie. This show could not happen without their support. My friends at Jolly Convenience Stores, you know, uh, not so much with a hot coffee today, but, uh, you know, maybe in the morning, but, uh, you know, creamies or ice-cold uh, soft drinks. Uh, and there's always a smile at, uh, they are the home of the daily smile at, uh, at Jolly Convenience Stores. Casella Waste Systems, casella.com. And want to remind you that coming up on June 20th at White River Junction Hauling Facility, you can sign up for their CDL permit training workshop. Do that. They're going to take you right through uh, and get you the license, the whole deal. And, of course, Milne Travel American Express, been doing it since 1975. MilneTravel.com. And my friends over at Catamount North, Tom Frechette, CatamountNorth.com. And think about Father's Day coming up. You know, maybe uh, a gift card uh, from uh, Catamount North. Get him a new truck cap for that pickup truck. Hey, we've got a great lineup for you today. Of course, uh, Father's Day is coming up, as I just mentioned. Uh, the LCI Fishing Derby is happening June 18th through the 20th. We'll be talking with Liz Aylers all about that. And maybe you got some camping that you're planning to do this summer. And, you know, here's another way to do it. Danny Kalman, Development and Communications Manager with Vermont Huts Association, will be joining us today. You can learn how you can rent a cabin or a yurt this summer. But first... In our continuing series of Vermont-grown businesses, my first guest today, a state senator, a car collector, a pie baker, and store owner, Dick Mazza, joining me on the phone line today. Senator Mazza, what did I miss, Dick? <laughs> no, no, I, I think you covered it well, and uh, thank you very much. Good afternoon, Charlie. How's everything today? All right? Yeah, everything's great, uh, boy. And it's Good. been a, it's been a while since uh, we've been on opposite sides of the microphone here. Certainly, uh, in the old Charlie, Ernie, and Lisa days, it's uh, it's great to to get you back on here. I'm, I'm I'm surprised you're having me on without bringing you something to eat. You know, <laughs> that's surprising. Uh, <laughs> well, I expect... I'm sure you'll stop in the morning and get something to eat because I never could get on your program before unless I brought food. <laughs> well, that was the requisite uh, uh, cost of. of doing the program and certainly many people followed it and of course uh, many of the guests that came on always knew to go over to Mazza's general store and and either get you know the five berry pie or if it was for yeah. Ernie he he liked the the chocolate cream pie chocolate cream I always had to bring Ernie a chocolate cream oh yeah that's right he he didn't have is once as I brought him that, he said, "All right, you can go now." <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I find it—I uh, almost find it hard to believe. You know, when I found out just uh, this summer that you are celebrating 68 years in the general store, which means you were three years old when you started working there, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's been a long time, and uh, yes, uh, we opened in uh, in, G- in May of 1954. Uh, my dad built a store. Uh, it was a, just a, a, like a little apple orchard here, and uh, he bought it, built a store. And the store was only uh, 22 by 30, around 600 square feet, very small. And uh, we opened in May, and I was in high school, and uh, that's that's the start of it. So it certainly has expanded uh, in in the last 68 years. It's much yes. larger than that now. You've expanded. Yeah. You've got uh, yep. a huge wine selection, uh, yeah. probably uh, one of the largest beer uh, selections uh, in Mallets Bay. Yeah, we carry uh, we carry over just Vermont brands alone. I think there's between 30 and 40 brands of Vermont. Uh, you know, Vermont has a, a big variety of uh, of, uh, of breweries uh, and. Uh, and they're very popular. Uh, I remember the days when we first started. It was uh, Carlings and Budweiser and Schaefer. Yeah. Now we're dating and, ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. And that's all there was back yeah. then. And now uh, Ballantyne and uh, Narragansett. 
and now there's uh, you know these names they uh, and they're they're uh, they're quite pricey, but uh, people love the Vermont breweries. Yeah. Boy, if we got some uh, any of the old timers listening uh, this afternoon on Travels with Charlie yeah. two four four seventeen seventy seven or one eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five, Dick will give you a turnover if you can call in and sing <laughs> sing one of the old beer jingles. Remember, my beer yeah, is. You know, there was a, you know we had the uh, the Crowning's Black Label. I remember yeah. that at that time they used to sell for uh, one dollar six pack. And, uh, <laughs> And Schaefer and Budweiser was more expensive. Budweiser was a dollar fifteen cents for a six pack. And wow! Schlitz. And uh, you know, I remember the, the, the Valentine Ale, the big uh, big bottles of Valentine yep. Ale. We uh, we sold a lot of those. Uh, it was just a, an era of uh, a Knickerbocker. That was a big one too. Boy, there's uh, another one. Yeah. Whatever happened? Yeah. To, how about Rheingold? Remember my beer is Rheingold. My beer is Rheingold. The dry beer. Dry beer. Rheingold. Whenever you buy beer, yep. you you win a turnover, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very interesting time. I remember my dad opened the store. Like I said, it was only 22 by 30. And uh, when he finished building it with our house alongside it, he had $1,800 to spend on inventory in the store. And he filled up the whole store. Uh, I remember cigarettes. I still have the books on them. The cigarettes were uh, 18 cents a pack. And uh, oh. they were $1.75. If you bought a cart and you saved a nickel. Oh. And today they're $13 a pack. But uh, it just... Uh, so I remember he had eighteen hundred dollars to spend, and he, he he filled up the whole store with groceries, beer, meat. We had a full meat department. Yeah. Um, uh, it was just uh, I was telling someone yesterday. I said, you know, I was grinding Hamburg yesterday, and I said my my dad and I we first opened and Hamburg was thirty nine cents a pound, and that's when Merrill Wood had a whiskey at uh, Forest Hills had a three for a dollar, three pounds for a dollar. How did he do that, Dick? And uh, <laughs> and uh, I remember we had to go to forty five cents a pound. Oh my God. The, Customers were furious with us. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> Dick, you've told the story before, and I'd love you to uh, to tell it to our listeners here on Travels with Charlie about how you decided to help your dad. Now, for those of you that uh, that people that know you, you're a senator for many many years, but also um, you know self taught. I mean, uh, you were heading off to college, and um, no, that's right. I uh, I had applied to college. I had applied to uh, St. Michael's and uh, had been, uh, and then there was uh, uh, Champlain College. And anyway, uh, the morning I, I came downstairs uh, uh, and I was going to uh, go to the uh, uh, application to all that was done. And I came downstairs and I wasn't dressed to go. And my dad says, uh, how come you're not going? I said, I've decided I'm not going to college because I had graduated from high school in 1957. And he said, what do you mean you're not going? He said, you're going to go. He says, uh, uh, your mother and I want you to go. And I said, no. I said, I'm going to stay here with you. And I, he said, well, there's no business here. We just we just opened a couple of years ago, and you know it's very bad. And what I'll do is, he said, because summer times were pretty good, but yeah. winter times, it, there was nobody out here in the winter time, very few people. He said, I'm going to, I'll close it and turn it into an apartment. And he said, because uh, he was all by himself at that time, we couldn't hire any help. And so I said, no, I'm going to stay. And so we went back and forth for a good five minutes, and uh, I was determined that I was not going to go any further. I was going to stay with him. And, uh, uh, and you know, I remember all the things he told me were standing beside the ice cream cabinet back there. And he says, well, he said, you know, someday this might be something. that." But he said, right now, there's no business. You can see it. And um, uh, I think you should go to college. And I said, no. So we did. I, I stayed, and we struggled for uh, a few years because, like I said, summer times were great. Yeah. Come uh, Labor Day, uh, the the bay dried up, and there was uh, very, very few people. There was a few people down Marble Island Way, and uh, but uh, it was so different than today. Today, there's so many year-round folks. Yeah, well, certainly things have changed. Uh, Senator Dick yeah. Mazza from Mazza's yeah. General Store on the line yeah. with us yeah. today. Uh, two four four seventeen seventy seven. Do you have a question or a comment? One eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five. It's too early to order your Thanksgiving turkeys, but <laughs> you know, Dick was going. Why don't you have me on in November, and then I can mention the well, I, you, you know, know the, the turkeys. <laughs> well, the joke is from Jim Letty. Uh, Senator Letty was a great. Is still a great friend of mine. And yeah. He, uh, he had a poster made, and he said, well, every uh, every two years you have a twofer. You get to vote for a turkey, and you get to buy one. Yeah. So that was the- <laughs> Dick, what can and you I say? Had, I, still have that, I still have that sign that he made for me, and uh, it uh, 
fact it was in the Islander newspaper last week. So, <laughs> well, you know, certainly synonymous with uh, if you're camping in Mallets Bay or if you're just traveling through, uh, you know, it's it's Maz's general store. You stop in whether you want a fresh uh, baked pie or any other sandwiches or salads to to go on a picnic. Uh, but certainly, Dick, uh, you know, 40 or 50 years ago, the general store was very common in Vermont. Today, when we see general stores, we go, "Wow, it's a general store." There's something about them that that's just special but why don't we see more of them today what happened you know it's unfortunate i remember when i was in high school and, and they weren't all general stores but winooski alone had about uh close to 30 small neighborhood stores uh and every every little corner had one and general stores were very popular i remember when we opened we sold ammunition we sold rifles and we sold uh you know a lot of hardware fish and tackle um uh, all sorts of things but uh you know, it's a very uh, it's it's a tough business today. You're dealing with the big supermarkets, which uh, and the only thing we survive on uh, the general stores that are surviving today. You have to have uh, a little niche in different areas. Uh, uh, we do a lot of unique things. We make our homemade salads and our sandwiches and the pies and all. So you have to find and, and customer service. We've been right. you know we we got one lady's been with me 55 years and another one's 27 years and. Two of my folks retired at 30 years. Uh, so it's customer relationship on a small business, and you, it's really a dedicated business. We haven't – I can't remember the last time I haven't opened or closed a store or, or closed it. I, we haven't closed in years and years and years any day. It was seven days a week. And uh, so it's a it's a different thing altogether. Now, out in the country, rural Vermont, you'll see more stores still surviving. But these areas, when you get the big stores and Price Chopper and Shaw's and – Costco, there's no way you can compete with those folks. And yeah. That's well, fine, but you have to find a niche and do something that they don't do, and uh, and that's how you survive. Especially we have a lot of tourists here, as you know, Charlie. Right. You're, you're familiar. A lot of Canadians have been gone for two years, and they're coming back this year. So that's a big part of our business, the boat business. Boats are huge. There's hundreds and hundreds of boats in this Bay Area. Right now, and there'll be hundreds more visiting this summer. So obviously, so. you've you've noticed a big difference uh, since uh, you know the pandemic hit. Of course, you know couldn't, Canadians couldn't come down. We lost all of that. Many of the camps shuttered. Uh, uh, in 68 years, Dick, do you recall anything as devastating long term to your business as the pandemic? No, this this this. You know, I, I was looking back the other day. As a matter of fact, and checking you know a couple years, the last couple years, and. Uh, uh, for for a while we were closed. It was only curbside. Uh, uh, we you know we had to be very cautious with the employees. Uh, we didn't want to jeopardize their health. Uh, no, it's it's been a, a for everyone. Uh, it's not just this business. It's been everyone uh, affiliated with any sort of uh, contact with the public. And uh, it's been a, and, and plus the Canadian business wasn't here. Right. Uh, and that's a huge part of our business. Last year. On an average day in the summertime, we will deliver down the marinas three or four uh, trips a day. And for two years, we never went down to the marinas once because when a visiting boat comes in the area, they need supplies. They need, you know, a little bit of everything because they stock up to the next place they go. And in this area, they walk up here and we right. bring them back with their groceries. You're, you're right the there. Bank. They go to the bank, the bank, they go to the diner, they go to the hardware store. They can do one-stop shopping right here. And, uh, yeah. So it's it's good for both parties, uh, uh, and the islands especially. Uh, I represent the islands and islands in the Senate, and what I I can't tell you how many phone calls I receive from uh, people uh, who own cottages in the islands who couldn't even come down and see if their roof had blown off for the last couple of years. Mm. And you know, there's nothing I could do. It was just uh, the Canadian government said they couldn't cross the border, and so some of those folks never saw their house for two or three years of their camp up in the islands, and. Uh, uh, it, it was tough. Yeah. My, my guest today is Dick Mazza from Mazza's General Store in Colchester, right on uh, the main drag there on Lakeshore Drive. Uh, you know, one of the big changes, of course, and just within the last maybe five to seven or eight years, I guess, I don't know, you know, debit cards. And I, I always saw this with the youth. You know, it was my kids that first told me about, you know, when, when you go to the store and you'd, 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 you'd either take a check out or cash and they'd go, no, nah, just use a debit card. Everybody yeah. using debit cards today. It's amazing. I, you know, it's funny you brought that up. I, I was looking last week. We received one check uh, for the whole week, and uh, we were running about seventy-two percent uh, credit and debit card. Yeah. Uh, and whether it's a, a cup of coffee or whether it's a, a soda, 
it's all credit or debit cards and it's a whole new world uh there's there's no cash uh, at the end of the day and uh I was talking to a marine order owner this morning and the same thing with them with all the sales they have on gasoline and you know and their business is is you know 70 80 90% um uh, and that's a big change in our in the way we do business because there's a big fee affiliated with oh, that yeah. and uh you got to include that in and plus the prices are going up I just can't believe the inflation cost. I've never seen anything like it in the years that I've been in this business. Things are not going up to when I see two, three percent. No, it, yeah. it, some some items are thirty, forty percent. Not to mention the supply chain, Dick. I know there are some things that that you, that you can't find, right? No, one of one of my trucks that backs up here now. Before he even opens the tailgate of his truck, it's seventy dollars just for fuel a charge uh-huh. for one every stop, seventy bucks, and then uh, supply. Well, you should know this. You're in the pizza business. The pepperoni is very difficult yep. to get there. The list goes on and on. Last week, I must have had 35 cross-offs from mayonnaise to uh, you name it, and you can't buy it. Wow. Uh, certain parts of chicken. Uh, I Like I said, I don't know where, where the end's going to come, but and the, and the prices are just – I feel so bad for the shoppers. When I'm up there at the register – I'll ring up an order and it's, you know, eighty, ninety dollars and I look and I and there's there's nothing there. Yeah. I mean it's just it's just ridiculous when you when I see what they're getting for eighty, ninety dollars and uh I don't know when it's going to end, but it's it's the most frightening time I've ever seen since it I've is. been in this business. It is, you know, Dick. One of the one of the things, uh, of course, that you know uh, that your store is famous for are your uh, your pies baked in store daily. You know, anytime yeah. around the holidays, you're you're baking them almost round the clock. Uh, you know, yeah. for Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas. Uh, you know, we do a lot with the uh, you know like the, like a cereal when you said earlier Vermont fresh turkeys. We've been We've been carrying those for since the day we opened. In fact, when the, the day we opened uh, back in the uh, '54, uh, we used to raise them out back. We had about 18 of them, and uh, my father when I would uh, slaughter them, and, and we sold those uh, every year for a while. Then they would, we always sold the Vermont fresh turkeys, and it's so this year I don't know what's going to happen because uh, you know there's that uh, national issue with chicken disease or oh, the yeah. eggs and all this yeah. other thing that's happening. So, but uh, you know, Vermont is struggling. I don't care what business they're in. People are struggling uh, uh, in any kind of the retail business. Uh, and uh, products, uh, you know, there's always something out there. What's the most popular pie in all the years that you've been uh, preparing pies? Well, at the time does, of the year, uh, in the summer, it's blueberry, raspberry, strawberry, rhubarb. Yeah. And you get towards the holidays, you get to the pumpkins, and you get to the... Uh, 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 apple and Dutch apple. So it, it varies from, uh, from time to time throughout the different seasons that you, you run into. But, uh, and then we make uh, our own homemade pork pies. That's a big issue with us. Uh, uh, 50, 60 years ago, I guess it was, uh, uh, was a lady I went to school with her, with her son. She gave me a recipe for the Vermont, uh, Vermont, the Canadian uh, pork pie. And, uh, so like I said, you find those little niches where you can, you can survive. That's right. You have to have like we make our own meatballs here, and we make uh, I make the spaghetti sauce that we have uh, here. So you get people coming for that, and they'll buy other things. But it, you can't do it on just selling the canned corn or the canned beans no. because the big stores got that market. That's right. I can't compete with you know uh, the Costco's of the world or Shaw's, right. and yeah. I admit it. That's yeah. uh, but you you have to find a niche. Like a lady came in this morning and. Uh, we have hats over the Mouse Bay hats, and she wants a dozen of them. I mean, you find little things that you can sell that other people don't sure. have. And, yeah, well, souvenirs. Uh, I mean, you know, you have a yeah, lot of tourists, right. obviously, yep, in the yep. area. Dick, you're going to stay with me uh, just a, a few minutes longer. I'm going to take a quick sure, break. Sure, you want, sir. Yeah, yep. you know, we, we got to pay the bills. You know. Well, <laughs> I, I understand that. I know. Uh, you're, uh, don't forget Charlie's Pizza. Okay? Yeah, I mean, P- uh, PizzaPapillo.com. Yeah. PizzaPapillo. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's she's struggling, so let's all help him. All right. Uh, travels with Charlie in uh, in, in Mazza's General Store. We'll be right back after this. Keep it right here on WDEV. The waste and resource management industry is a complex, integrated system that many people and communities take for granted. Trash, recycling, compost, we're all familiar with the terms, but maybe not the truths behind the waste industry. 
Want to learn more? Beyond the Bin is a podcast by Casella, which shines a light on what really happens to our waste and recycling. If you're interested in environmental sustainability and renewable resources, then check out this podcast. You'll learn about waste and recycling, meet members of the Casella team, and one episode even deals with beekeeping. Check it out online at www.casella.com forward slash beyond the bin. Welcome back to Travels with Charlie. Right back with uh, my guest, Senator Dick Mazza, on Mazza's uh, general store in Colchester. But first, I've got to tell you about uh, Catamount North Custom Truck Caps, 65 Dors- Dorset Lane in Williston. You know, Father's Day is coming up. Uh, and I'm not saying, you know, get him the truck cap. Get him a gift card and let him go out there and choose. He's got a pickup truck. Put a cover on it, uh, you know, matching colors uh, from A-R-E, uh, tonneau covers, uh, commercial caps. If you're a plumber, electrician, or a carpenter, they can do custom work for you, you know, with racks for ladders, opening side compartments, custom builds. Just tell them what you need. They'll make it for you. They've got Ranger-designed van interiors with slide-out shelves and, and, and more. You know, a lot of bakeries use these. Catamount North, the truck cap retailer of choice, and they always give back to the community. Proud sponsors of Toys for Kids, Wounded Warrior Project, and others. They're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 5, Saturdays from 8 to 2. They're closed on Sunday. They're on Facebook and Instagram. They've got thousands of satisfied customers. Head on out there. You can get a gift card uh, for Dad for Father's Day, catamountnorthvt.com. Well, joining me on phone line this afternoon, my good friend, Senator Mazza from Colchester. He owns a, a general store. If you've ever been in there, you certainly you can smell the, the delicious pies that uh, they bake there every day. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, the friendly environment, as we've been talking about uh, in that general store. Dick, over the years, you must have had, and I've never, I don't think I've ever asked you this question before, but any famous people in the store, other than, you know, the usual you've had, of course, you know, senators and congress people uh, and all of that, but any uh, anybody from, you know, any Hollywood movie stars or anything ever stop in? Well, you know, it's funny you say that because uh, down at the corner, Bayside, uh, the roller skating rink down here in Bayside, uh, you know, the, the Dine and Dance. And yes. It's down uh, by, the, by the, the town park here uh, down the road. And all the big bands used to come here and play uh, Tommy, Jimmy Dorsey, Tex Beneke, and uh, I did have a check uh, for, from Tex Beneke for $25 back then. And, uh, yeah, we uh, there was some folks that, because, uh, like I said, there was a lot of folks. Uh, I can't tell you how many bands that came uh, throughout the years uh, to, to Bayside over here uh, to Dine and Dance Place. Uh, but, uh, you know, other than that, uh, you know, you have the regular uh, politicians naturally we've oh, got sure. so many of them come from all over but uh uh i got to meet a few of them and uh but you know it's just i guess uh being here so long they uh, used to stop in and, well you've uh, got that you've place. got that prime spot you know they always want to put a sign on your lawn and i, well, and I know true. this you know you you've know, always I, yeah. been well, well i'm worried today if if, uh, if ken squire is listening to this he's going to send me a bill for the advertising so so i i have to be I have to be careful it's like uh you know i remember you used to work for paul goldman so, <laughs> yeah you know, <laughs> Birds of a feather, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, what about employees? Uh, you've had some folks that have worked uh, for you that uh, have gone on to some mighty big things. I know, you know, for oh instance. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. You know, I, I think of that quite often, and I, I hear from some of these folks, and uh, uh, I got a couple ones in Paris uh, working, and uh, uh, they, they've they they've got some big jobs. Well, because. A lot of these young folks uh, right now, I've got probably a dozen of them working for me now, but they've stayed here throughout college, and uh, and they were able to, they went to college locally. They yep. stayed with me, and uh, they moved on, and, and it's just it's so exciting to hear, uh, uh, you know, Peter Smith's sons, and they all worked here at one time. Yeah. And, uh, it uh, and every now and then I'll get a call, or they'll stop in with their children or something, and I'll say, wow. Uh, how many years ago was it? And they, they recall, uh, uh, Brenda Green, her daughter, who worked for me, is now, uh, in Washington, um, uh, studying for a lawyer. She's working at the White House. And, uh, it's just good to hear the stories. She was, uh, she was visiting her mother last week and, uh, I still have her picture here. Well, and and there was one time, Dick, I recall, it was I think it was a Saturday morning. I, I went over there and I was quite surprised. 
Now, I don't know if he was a senator or lieutenant governor at the time, but Phil Scott was sweeping your parking lot. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> he was lieutenant governor at the time. And, uh, yeah, it's funny because uh, he used to have a, a, a like a, a little uh, houseboat uh, or uh, what do they call those. Anyway, he used to come and stay occasionally just uh, – for a couple hours, and, and while he was there, he was so bored, he'd come up the store and he'd sweep the parking lot for me, Or, yeah. he, and uh, he'd come in one day, and he was out back helping me, and we had a lady working, making sandwiches, and she didn't know who he was, and <laughs> she says to him, she says, well, you know, unless you pick up the pace, you're not going to be working here very long, you know? And, Grab and, a broom! <laughs> oh, my God, it was so funny. And then the president of, the same, of uh, UVM comes in one day, and he says, God, that fellow out there looks like uh, Phil Scott, lieutenant <laughs> governor, sleeping in the parking lot. And I said, "Yeah, it is." He said, "He, he said, um, yeah." I said, "He's having tough times financially. He's helping me out <laughs> He's over so here." You know, unbelievable. But, uh, it, so, it was. Uh, <laughs> we used to have more fun with that yeah. because he, every morning, he, while he, if he was here on a weekend, he'd come up and sweep the parking lot out front. <laughs> you know, Dick, it's but, funny. You mentioned uh, the boat that he he kept uh, out there in the bay, and I know that. Yeah. Uh, pontoon. That's it. Yeah, the, it was a pontoon boat, and yeah. and you were considered a part owner of it, but you yeah. only got it for the winter. I don't. Yeah, that he was... gave it to me from October to uh, to March. <laughs> that was quite a April. deal. <laughs> and uh, I was a yeah, I was a I was the owner for for the six months in the winter, and he had it in the summer. So we had a, you know, it took me a few years to catch on that I didn't have a chance to use it. But uh, you know, Phil and I go back to the first day he came in the Senate. At one time, I say this quite often. At one time, I had uh, Peter Shulman and Phil Scott and uh, Peter Welch all in my committee on transportation service, yeah. and uh, they all uh, all moved on. And so Phil and I go back twenty years. We've been great friends and. To this day, uh, we talk uh, at least uh, every day or two, uh, and uh, and I talk to Peter Welch about three times a week. So mm-hmm. we've maintained our friendship. Uh, it's been a, it's been great. Uh, those folks have been good good folks for Vermont. Dick, you're a, you're a, this is interesting. You know, we're not we're not even going to get into politics today, which is great. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, no, 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 no. That, that, that's right? fine with me. Yeah, you're a car collector. I know you have uh, a number of Corvettes. Is is there yeah. a favorite car that you have? Uh, uh, and you know, it's, it's funny. It's like saying you've got a favorite child. Someone says to me which one, and I say, yeah. you know, to me, I just love collecting them, and they're. Uh, uh, they, uh, I don't have any other hobbies in life. I don't travel. I don't, uh, uh, so that's been my, uh, my, I just love to go up there in the garage and, and, uh, wax them and things because yeah. I know nothing mechanically. My son owns the auto parts store across the street. He puts the batteries in, he puts up, yeah. he, he inspects them and all that stuff. So I just enjoy going up there and, uh, uh just, uh, Waxing them. That's the only thing I know how to do. Yeah. So. Boy, there's a funny video, and I don't know where we can uh, oh, yeah. suggest people see it. This was when you were honored uh, by the uh, the Grocers yeah. Association. Yeah. And yeah. they made a film. In fact, uh, I, I was honored uh, to be in it. I, I outed you on the on the Mazza dozen rolls that that you do. But but uh, Phil Scott um, is in one of your Corvettes, and he peels yeah. out in your parking yeah. lot with your wife in the yeah. passenger seat. Yeah. And man, when you saw that video I'm, your your jaw dropped nobody drives well, I, my car I, I, like I'm that screaming, i'm screaming bring my car back you know I, I wasn't worried about my wife so but bring my car back you know that was uh, so that's been a joke for a long time yeah i'm, I'm screaming i'm you know don't take my car you know? <laughs> he, he laid he laid rubber i don't think you've ever laid oh, yeah, rubber no, with any had, of your he corvettes had, of course he's a race car driver and that's uh oh yeah that was part of it you know that's he yeah. uh, he loves that that speed part uh, but yeah uh, I said, well, you go down the road, you get, you get caught for speeding. It isn't me, all right? Just remember that. I don't... <laughs> Dick, we, we, we got a call coming in for you. I think you might sure. recognize the voice. Sure. Uh, Dan Smith. Uh, Dan, is that you? Good afternoon. Welcome to Travels with Charlie. Hey, Dan. Hey, how are you doing, Dick? Good afternoon, Charlie. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, My thanks. Gosh, I was just talking to you. How are you? I'm good. I, well, I heard you on the radio, and I thought I'd, you know, I thought I'd call in because, you know, it, Two of my first jobs, one was at your store, Dick, and the second one was at WDEV in the newsroom. And I tell you, you know, there are no two better places to learn about, you know, your community <laughs> and to learn how to work hard in, in, those, in those two spots. That's right, Dan. He used, to, he used to take care of the coolers, and he was all around here. We kept him busy all the time. He, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I, I, I like if you want to come back and work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he I can't can use you. Much, but I'll feed you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got I, I got I got kids that are coming up, so we'll reach out when they're ready to get to work. Uh, well, boy, I'll tell you, I, 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 I would be honored to have you back here again. That was a lot of fun. We had a great time back then. Yeah, yeah. We, we, How's we Dad doing? All right. 
Yeah, my my dad's doing good. My mom's doing good, and uh, yeah, I'll swing by the store with the kids and say hi at some point. But I but yeah, but, right. I'd uh, love to do that. That'd be fun. Yeah, Dan, do that. Thank you. Thanks for calling in this afternoon. There you, there you go, Dan Smith, a former, <laughs> and, and you could use some help. Uh, you you having some issues with. Uh, with help uh, yeah, this year, it's, Dick? Yeah, it's a tough year, yeah. like everybody's experienced yeah. a very, very difficult year to to get help. And uh, but you know that everybody's going through it. There's just not a lot of folks out there to fill the jobs. And yeah. uh, and I luckily I got uh, a lot of the high school kids that are with me for the the summer. And I hope they. But then come fall, they all I got three, four going to college, so I'll be losing them. Uh, yeah. uh, so it's always a turnover of the young folks. Sure. But uh, yeah. It, uh, we're, we're, next week will be a good day. Graduation is this Saturday. Once we get through this week, uh, yeah. it'll, uh, it'll be a little easier. And then, and then 4th yeah. of July, it's the place to stop in if you're looking for ice cold beer or soft drinks, uh, you know, hamburger. It, it melts in your <laughs> mouth, not in your pan. There you go. See, I got you. You, oh, you learn well. You well, know, I, I really taught you well. Yeah, you yes, you good. did. Yes, you did. Yeah. I, I wish we could talk longer. Uh, I've got another guest coming up here in just well, a moment. Well, thank you very much. For, I enjoyed, uh, enjoyed this opportunity. I appreciate it. Thank okay. you. We'll have you back on again. Thank you. There you go. All Sen- right. Thanks a lot. Senator Bye-bye. Dick Mazza, Mazza's General Store in Colchester. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, you're going to find out about uh, Vermont huts, where you can rent a hut or a yurt this summer. Actually, do it year-round. Danny Kaleman joins us right here on Travels with Charlie, WDEV. When I'm on my travels throughout Vermont, I know where to stop for a fill-up, fresh-made sandwiches, snacks, hot coffee, or an ice-cold Coca-Cola. Jolly convenience stores. With over 40 in our area, there's always one nearby. And they're more than a quick stop. Proudly supporting local charities, community events, and our military. Jolly convenience stores. Home of the Daily Smile. Even behind that mask. Stop by today. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to Travels with Charlie. I don't know. Somebody told you that um, I'm a big Hall and Oates fan. <laughs> Did you just figure that out, or you? No, I love Hall and Oates. Thank you for playing that. Travels with Charlie. Welcome, uh, welcome back. My next guest this afternoon is Danny Kelman from the Vermont Huts Association. Danny, good to see you again. We saw you uh, just uh, in December for yeah, the, uh, the holidays, the big uh, politically incorrect Christmas <laughs> party, of course. Uh, so this organization that you're with, uh, I've, I've looked at it, uh, and there's some beautiful cabins mm-hmm. that you can rent. Uh, and I thought immediately, this is like an Airbnb mm-hmm. thing, but no, it's not. No, it's really different. Um, the structures are all really different. We have some huts that we've built, as well as some that are on private land for private owners, and some public land as well, up at, like, say, Sleepy Hollow Trails. Um, but different, really different than Airbnb. One of the biggest differences, they're, they're pretty rustic. Most are off-grid and also affordability. One of our biggest pieces of our mission is, is to have it be accessible to all different folks. Um, so we really try to keep those prices at an entry level just to cover the overhead and keep things running. Now, you, you told me you're breaking ground today. Uh... We are, and you and our listeners are really the first to hear about the big news. So down at Grout Pond, um, just about an hour south of where we are, no, two hours south of where we are, um, we're breaking ground on our second Vermont Huts owned and operated hut. And what's really special about our own huts is that they are ADA accessible, both the huts and the privies, really opening up doors for different folks to come and stay there. Um, And we're working with the Vermont Youth Conservation Corps uh, to help provide job and workforce development for Vermonters. So who owns the other huts? Well, Asia is a little bit different. So we've got some private landowners up in, let's say, the um, Camel's Hump Nordic Ski Area. And they've got a small yurt, really rustic, really uh, basic. And then they've also got a really big, beautiful cabin called the Dark Star Cabin that sleeps, I think, over 10 people. Um, so so everyone's a little bit different. You can really find what you're looking for. We've got a hut down um, in the in southern Vermont that just sleeps like two or three people, really small, rustic, off-grid, bring everything you need. Um, so they're all a little different. You can find all that on the website. So, so how easily accessible are they? Do you have to hike into it? Can you drive right up to it and, you know, then unload and, <laughs> you know? Uh... Good question. <laughs> so most are in the backcountry, which means there's about a mile or so, whether you're hiking, mountain biking, snowshoeing, 
or skiing, you got to strap on your backpack and bring what you need in. What's really special is we want people to be able to access it. So we've got dishes, cookware, sleeping mats all in the huts. So you don't have to invest in a ton of gear and then be able to carry it all for over a mile. Um, but there are a couple in the summer, like Chittendenbrook Hut. In the summer, the road to the hut is open so that, let's say, families with small children or yeah. mobility um, needs, they can access that hut by car. So basically uh, just food. They don't need to bring anything else in, right? That's right, yeah. yeah. Now, you were telling me, because I, I thought maybe the other way around, it's like, you know, good luck getting any of these huts now. We're probably too late even talking about it. But you said summer is uh, more open than, than w- people want to go camping in the wintertime. They do, and they want four walls and heat in the yeah, wintertime. Yeah. It's a little bit easier for folks who have camping equipment to do so in the summer for free or for really nominal cost. Pitch a tent, grab a sleeping bag so they don't necessarily need that shelter. Um, our huts that are near water usually Sell out a little bit more quickly in the summertime. People love to paddle and swim. Um, but folks who really want that four walls or safety or families, um, even older folks who don't want to sleep on the ground, those are the folks who really love to have the hut access in the summertime. Electricity in any of them? Or? In a few of them, yeah. not all. So yeah. definitely, if you're going to book a hut, definitely check out the details on the website. Some are, have solar-powered electric, just enough to turn on the lights, um, and some are totally off-grid. And, of course, uh, you know, some people, they want to get away, and they mean, and they uh, they mean like, I really want to get away. So Wi-Fi is not important, but for some, they might want to stay in touch. Um, Yep. And that totally depends on the location. And that's also listed in the um, details on the website. And also I'm your contact. So if there are any questions, Danny at VermontHuts.org, and I'll help you find that out. Um, For some families, let's say it might be really important to have cell phone service and we can point you in the right direction. VermontHuts.org, you can check it out. Uh, You can actually see many of the cabins. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. looking at them, they all look... They, they look like they're fairly good size. Um, you know, when you think of a hut, you're thinking it's a hut. You know, the old <laughs> Beverly Hillbillies. No, they're actually very nice-looking huts. Uh, and, well, there's the one yurt, which is yes. if you really, really want to rough it, the yurt is the way to go. And explain what a yurt is for people that do not know what a yurt is. Right. So rather than a four-wall square rectangular structure, it's a canvas or fabric structure that's in generally in a circle. Um, and so we do have heat. There is a wood stove in the yurt, so you're not going to freeze, you know, in the wintertime. People love getting out there in the winter, um, but it doesn't have that same feeling of, of almost being in a house or a cabin. Um, so it's 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 really unique experience. Yeah, if you want to rough it, this is the way to go. <laughs> now. Throughout Vermont, where are these located? Are they in one particular area, or do you kind of all over the all place? All over. I mean, right now we're a lot in central and southern Vermont, um, but there are all over. Our plan for the next few years are to expand our huts. We're partnering with the Vellamont Trail Collective. We just formed a joint venture um, to work on what we're calling Phase 1, so from southern to central and then up even up to the Northeast Kingdom. Um, and uh, it's, it's really exciting, but it takes a whole lot of work. We're, like I said, building... Uh, this summer, Grout Pond Hut, and then hopefully next year, a couple more huts will be built and coming online. So if, if somebody had a cabin that they don't use much, is there a way that they could say, okay, Vermont Huts, you guys can have it for a few months of the year? Sure, they can reach out to us. We really try to focus on some of our big um, things like having it be year-round accessible, having it be near pre-existing trails, so not just out in the middle of nowhere, but we're really trying to get folks recreating and and stewarding trails, whether it's bike trails or even we consider canoeing, kayaking, paddling, um, you know, waterway trails almost. But they can reach out and, and we'll chat about it. Danny Kalman is my guest this afternoon, VermontHuts.org. Let's talk about the FOREST program, which is an acronym, and I'll ask you, what does it stand for? <laughs> sure, I'm so glad you brought it up. It's what I'm so excited about. It's fostering outdoor recreation, education, sustainability, and teamwork. So right now we're focused on underserved youth in Vermont, um, and we hold two-day, two-night, totally free retreat weekends with an expert guide or naturalist for students to get out. And for some of them, they've maybe never camped before or haven't been introduced or they don't have the gear, um, and they 
they get to go out and spend two nights in the hut. They learn about their environment. They learn about trail stewardship and conservation. But they also get to just have fun, do team building games and activities. In the winter, they learn about building a fire and and uh, and shelter. And then in the summer, they're identifying trees and wildlife. Um, and so it's just such a wonderful opportunity to get right now youth out. Yeah. And then as we grow our hut network and have more opportunity, we can really expand that to to underserved or marginalized communities throughout the state. And this is a program that was pretty hard hit, I would imagine, by the pandemic. Oh, man. We ran our first weekend right in February of 2020, and it was, a you know, just so special. And then we had to stop. Done. Yep. Yeah. So we actually have our next two retreats coming up at the end of the summer. Um, and we partner with after-school programs or local schools and community centers. So if, if anybody is interested and knows, um, you know, let's say an organization or a school that this would really help out, I'm the person to reach out to and would so, love to connect. So, and this is amazing because, as you mentioned, you know, it, it's great for kids that maybe have never had an opportunity mm-hmm. to do any of this, that maybe they don't have anybody to take them. Right. Uh, and even if you don't have the gear, mm-hmm. you guys are going to provide We're going to provide it, yep. So we work with the schools or the community centers to find out what they need, whether it's backpacks or boots, et cetera, um, and make sure it happens. It's totally free, no cost to the families at all. And these are typically uh, two-night stays, or can they be longer? Um, right now we're running two-day, two-night weekends. It, what's what seems to work for families, students, and the school systems as well, um, and especially if they've never had that experience sleeping in the backcountry, we don't want it to be too overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I can see where it might grow into a, especially in the summertime, a, a weekly program. Charlie, the sky is the limit, <laughs> and the more huts we have, the bigger this can grow, and I think we really can see it taking off in, let's say, BIPOC communities and the LGBT. BTQ community, folks who've historically been, you know, denied access, and um, whether it's adults or youth. So the more huts that we build, the more we can provide that sort of service to the community. So th- they're typically staying in some of the huts that you currently have. It's not a special hut that you have specifically uh, nope, for this program. No, just any hut that we own and operate. Whatever's yeah. available. Mm-hmm. And you said that there are some available right now throughout the summer. There are, yeah. absolutely. So lots of weekdays more open than weekends, but there is availability, yeah. What's the closest one to uh, our area right here? Well, we're in Waterbury, so probably the closest is over, I think it's technically Richmond at the Sleepy Hollow um, Trail Network. That's Butternut Cabin. It's a little more rustic. There's no power, um, but it is beautiful, and I think it's got the best porch view ever because you look right out at Camel's Hump, and it is magical. Nice. Well, Danny, so nice to talk with you again. Danny Kelman, VermontHuts.org. Go to the website. You can book right there. Is it is it that simple? Absolutely. You yeah. can book right there. Yeah. And what about fundraising? I mean, how do you, uh, like, for instance, for the forest program, how are you paying, helping That's to pay for that? That's such a great question. So we run on either state, federal grants or private philanthropy. So we are a nonprofit. All of the money that we make goes into continuing programs like the forest program as well as building new huts so folks if they're really pumped about this can go on they can become a member which gives them discounts and early access to booking and also helps us sustain um they can donate right there and then we you know um are all sustained on the the goodwill of 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 giving nice. yeah, i know this is radio but i have to point out that you have um very unusual earrings i'm I looking do. at them and i thought they were feathers they're they shaped like feathers but I think they're made out of latex. They are made out of recycled bicycle tires by a local artist, Alexandra. Um, it's ABD Designs, Alexandra Barron Designs, and she um, does all upcycle jewelry. And um, I wear it hiking, biking, skiing, surfing. So we I can, love sustainability. I can, I can see that it's a, it's a former inner tube. Yes, that's exactly what <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's got a little curl to it. Yep. Yeah. Danny, so nice to see you again. You'll have to come back again. Happy to be here, Charlie. Thank you. All right. Nice to meet you. i see you again today. Vermont Huts. Org for more information. If you want to go camping, VermontHuts.org. And if you want to give, you can also do it uh, through that website as well, VermontHuts.org. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to we're going to go fishing. It's the LCI Father's Day Fishing Derby coming up on a Father's Day weekend. We'll talk with Liz Ayler's next right here. Travels with Charlie, WDEV. Whether you're traveling for a vacation, planning a business trip, or have a global company looking for a strong Vermont-based company to align with for business and meeting management, Milne Travel is a trusted local partner, and they've been one since 1975. Milne Travel is one of the top travel companies based in New England. Featuring educational tours, vacation travel, or corporate solutions, let their travel specialists search the lowest airfares exclusive to the travel industry for you. Guaranteed. We're all getting ready to travel again. Save time and money on your next trip. Go to www.millentravel.com. 
The WDEV studio is sponsored by Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber. Vermont's largest independent home center, powered by Marvin Doors and Windows. Go to sticksandstuff.com for store locations and hours. Welcome back, Travels with Charlie. A little Led Zeppelin music for you this afternoon, and we're gonna we're gonna go fishing now. Liz Ayler's is uh, my next guest here on Travels with Charlie. The 41st annual LCI Father's Day Fishing Derby happening June 18th through the 20th. Liz, good afternoon. Welcome to Travels with Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Thanks so much for having me. So this is uh, you know a great time of year. We're just talking about camping. Uh, you know, you know, recreating, getting outside, and what a great way to get uh, young people interested in 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 fishing with this fishing derby. You've got what about five thousand people that are going to be participating? Yeah, um, we we typically draw around fifty five hundred anglers um, from thirty five plus states all over the country. Uh, it's it's a great celebration. Three days, family, friends, and fishing. And these, this is happening statewide, right? So there's not any one weigh-in location. You have 13 different locations, and some of them are on the New York side? That's, yes, that's correct. 13 weigh stations um, on both the Vermont and the New York side. Um, all of Lake Champlain is defined by Fish and Wildlife Regulations is, is open and eligible waters. And some of these uh, stations will be open 24 hours a day. Uh, you know, people are fishing at night. I, I, are they fishing at night, Liz? Are they? Are you allowed to do that? <laughs> uh, absolutely. You know, and I and I giggle because, oh my gosh, I love my 24-hour wave station captains. I personally would not want to be woken up at three o'clock in the morning to to weigh a bullfin, but <laughs> they're they're there 24 hours a day, happy. Um, it's a way in those catches. And um, to answer your question, yes, there some species anglers prefer to target at night, including um, you know walleye, bullfin, um, catfish, just just to name a few. And you expect uh, anywhere from a thousand to fifteen hundred fish will be weighed during this uh, three-day weekend, Liz. We do. Uh, yeah, we're we're usually around you know twelve hundred to fifteen hundred fish over the three days of competition. Um, part of it is you know influenced by what it, the weather conditions, and anybody who lives in this area knows that. <laughs> It could be, it can it So, Liz, is it, is it true, uh, you know, maybe it's just an old wives' tale, but they used to, I remember growing up and going fishing, and if it was raining, they'd say, oh, the fish bite better when it rains. I think it was just so, you know, your parents would, you know, keep you outside. <laughs> <laughs> is it true? Maybe. maybe. Uh, you know, and, and then there's the one, you know, if it rains on your wedding day, that's supposed to yeah, be. Right, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they just. I don't. Oh, just my just make you feel good. You know, we're talking with Liz Ayler's, uh this afternoon on Travels with Charlie, the LCI Father's Day Fishing Derby. It's coming up June 18th through the 20th. So you just show up at any of these spots? Do you have to register ahead of time? How does it all work, Liz? Yeah, register ahead of time either on our website, myshamplain.net, or we also sell in-person registrations at 30-plus businesses. Uh, around the region, um, and there's a list of those on, on our website, myshampaign.net as well. Um, as far as, you know, checking in, you know, it's, it's not, you know, it's not like the starting line of a marathon. Um, 
folks can legally start fishing at 12.01 a.m. on Saturday the 18th, and they can go straight through until Monday at 4 p.m. And you know, <laughs> we have some we have some diehard anglers who will spend all three days out on the water, you know, coming onto dry land only if they have a, a fish to register. Oh. Well, there's uh, some competition. It is a competition, and as you mentioned, uh, even uh, there's going to be some cash prizes, right? We have over $200,000 up for grabs and, and cash and prizes. And, you know, I think one of the reasons that I, I love this this job and this event so much is that, I hear all the time, you know, the, the cash and prizes, it's great. It's it's a motivator, but the biggest draw is to be able to just sort of, you know, hit the pause button on our crazy overscheduled lives and just spend three days enjoying the company of, of our family and friends in, in what is really just one of the most beautiful settings in the entire country here at Lake Champlain. Liz, and it's not just, uh, you know, a competition, uh, obviously. I know that you're going to be sharing some of the data with uh, Vermont Fish and Wildlife and and doing a genetic sampling of Atlantic salmon. You're going to be checking for mercury levels in fish through their uh, tissue samples, correct? Correct, yeah. Uh, Dartmouth College is doing the mercury study, and this is a follow-up to sampling that they did, uh, I think it was five years ago. Um, so it's they're repeating the the sampling to see um, from those tissue samples, you know, mercury levels increasing, decreasing. What's the what's the general health level of of our fishery out there? Um, and you know, anytime um, these academic institutions reach out to us, we're more than happy to to play a part. Uh, last year, um, we were involved with helping to track sort of the genetic line of, of bolton out on the lake. That was through a uh, Princeton University study. Um, and also this year, as you mentioned, with the Atlantic salmon, um, that's a study that's being undertaken by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Um, Atlantic salmon is one of the, the fish species that, that is stocked in the lake. Um, and they're interested to see of these fish that, that they're breeding and stocking, you know, where are they ending up versus where they were originally stocked in the lake? What is, you know, how well are they, are they growing with the overall um, general health level? Um, and, the, you know, they're, they're doing great work and, and we're happy to be part of it. Liz, thank you for joining me this afternoon on Travels with Charlie, the LCI Fishing Derby coming up. It's a Father's Day Fishing Derby, June 18th through the 20th. Uh, you got to have a fishing license, obviously, uh, to do it. Uh, but what about registering again? The website, uh, please, Liz. Yes, thank you. Um, registration will be open online through Friday, June 17th for the event that starts on the 18th. Uh, website address is myshamplain.net. Um, if you prefer to register in person, you can do that at 30 plus stores all around and a list of those locations is also available on our website. All right, myshamplain.net. Liz Aylers with the LCI Fishing Derby coming up on Father's Day. It's the uh, annual, 41st annual LCI Father's Day Fishing Derby. Liz, thanks for joining me here on Travels with Charlie. Charlie, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Now, stay tuned. Uh, Travels with Charlie is sponsored by Casella Waste Systems, Jolly Convenience Stores, and Milne Travel American Express, my friends at uh, Catamount North, my executive producer, Brad Furlan. The theme song was written and performed by Billy Bratcher. I'm Charlie Papillo. I'll see you in my travels next show, June 20th, with Stowe Representative Heidi Sherman. Have a great day.